Hi there, my name is Daniel Simo, and this is 14 Days, a project where I tell an audio story every day from inside Hotel Quarantine in Sydney, Australia. Today is day 12. Hi, Daniel. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay, I guess. Are you still in quarantine? Yeah, I got four days to go. I have uh, six days to go, actually. I just crossed the one the one week mark. It's natural to compare yourself to others. We do it all the time. It's how we make sense of the world. We compare houses and cars and the size of chip portions with our meals. These days, we even compare brands of vaccine. We also compare our city to other cities, our state to other states our country to other countries. That's been painfully evident throughout the COVID pandemic. We often use that kind of language to describe our situation. Sure, things are bad, but at least we're not country X. Or, yeah, we've been lucky so far, but we don't want to waste that and turn into city Y. Taiwan is a country that has shown as a model for a good pandemic response. Throughout most of 2020 and 2021, it avoided lockdowns, it maintained most people's freedoms, and it has seen less than 900 COVID deaths altogether. In many ways, its story is similar to Australia's. It's an island nation that locked down its borders and prevented the spread of the virus early on. At the same time, it also took too long to get its vaccinations going and has seen outbreaks that brought restrictions back in place. Taiwan also uses a 14-day hotel quarantine system for people coming into the country. I talked to Adrian Shi, a Taiwanese-American journalist who's currently in her second week of quarantine in Taipei, and naturally, we compared our experiences. It seems some things are just about the same. There's the early morning call to check how you're doing. Every day I get a call from our district office Um, So every morning they call to check in, basically just to ask if I'm feeling okay. And I think just to see that I'm alive and doing well. Um, Yeah, the call from the government is quite strange every morning. It's just like, hi, it's me again. How are you feeling today? Do you feel okay? And I say, I feel great. And then they they say, okay, that's that's good. And then they hang up and it's like a 20 second interaction. (laughs) Yep. 20 second. How you doing today? Interaction. Sounds familiar. Mine is not from the government directly, but. It's the same idea. The hotel ends up being who you're in touch with the most. My hotel is very, uh, they're very good at communicating. So they let me know when breakfast is here, which is very appreciated. Um, So I get breakfast around eight. They literally just drop it off. There's like a little hook in front of my door on my uh, door number and they just hook it there. Come on, Australia, where's my hook? Sure, the ground will do, but a hook would be nice might class up the joint a little bit. Anyway, I have to admit, I was a bit glad to hear that Adrian also gave up her plans to really exercise while in quarantine, just like I did. It's so soul-crushing to try to do exercise in such a small area, I think. Um, I'm not used to it, and I have, like, no equipment whatsoever. I was using, like, one-liter water bottles as weights for, like, the first two days when I was exercising and I just kind of gave up and uh, decided not to do it. But then some things are different 
between Taiwanese and Australian quarantine. For one, in Taiwan, you must install an app on your phone where the government can check your location to see if you've broken quarantine. But many of the other differences seem to revolve around choice. As in, you get more choice in Taiwan than you do in Australia. They let me choose from a menu of food before I got to Taiwan. Um, so there for breakfast and lunch, you can choose between, um, like a Taiwanese entree or like a Western entree, which is cool. Um, and then for dinner, it's just whatever they have, but the food has surprisingly been very good. For example, like, uh, today for lunch, we had like a shrimp fried rice with like a Taiwanese meatball soup, which was very good. And then some, like one, one day for lunch, we had beef noodle soup, which was actually very good. Um, a lot of great Taiwanese food. In Australia, you can tell the staff about any dietary requirements when you go in, but there's no menu, at least not in my hotel. But the thing that surprised me the most was the fact that in Taiwan, you can actually choose your hotel in advance. There's a government list of uh, quarantine hotels in Taipei, but also in other cities more northern parts of the island, most big cities had some quarantine hotels. So then, yeah, you can basically pick whichever one you want. Obviously, you know, nicer hotels have, you know, are more expensive. Um, they were more budget-friendly ones. And you can pick whichever one you want, which is good. And yeah, just on the website, if you look, there are like very in-depth descriptions and photos of the room. Adrian says that for the hotel she chose, she'll end up having to pay the equivalent of about 1500 Australian dollars which is half of the 3000 you have to pay in Australia. Because she came from the US, she also can't help but compare the Taiwanese response to what she saw in America. Everything is very well organized. I understand why Taiwan has been able to contain COVID so well now that I'm here. It was kind of this extraordinary thing from the outside looking in, like, how is this possible? seems so great over there in Taiwan, but now I get it going through it myself, all these processes. No matter how well it works, though, she doesn't think such an approach would ever work in the U.S. I talk about this a lot with my friends in Taiwan and in the U.S., which is there's no way that the sort of system that's implemented in Taiwan could be adapted to the U.S. I mean, there's just too many ideological differences from state to state. You could try to implement it in some states, but even in some states, you know, the most liberal of states, I find it hard to believe that they would implement what Taiwan has. I mean, to tell citizens in the U.S. we're going to track you using your cell phone, <laughs> I feel like that's just a lot of, even a lot of quite open-minded people probably would not bite to that. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be hard to implement. Regardless of where you do your quarantine, some things do seem to be universal like fantasizing about what you might do when you're free. What's, what's, the, what's the first thing that you're going to do after you get out? I'm going to go for a very long walk. <laughs> well, of course, I'm going to see my parents, the main reason why I'm here, and see my dog, who I haven't seen in like two years. Yeah, I'm going to go for a very long walk outside. I think the kind of worst part for me is that I can see very clearly the outside world from my window and can hear and smell and feel like feel the heat from coming in from the window and stuff. But I, I, I still feel so far away and it's so tempting, but I, you know, obviously can't go out there. So having to get through that <laughs> mentally, I think has been a little difficult. I mean, I'm literally like right next to the street. So, and a very busy one actually. So <laughs> 
it is kind of kind of sad but in a way also you know motivation that I will soon also be there as cheesy as that sounds in his 17th devotion english poet john don said that no man is an island entire of itself i think he was trying to remind us that we are all connected that we are one people joined by social and spiritual bonds to one another and that any illness or sorrow or death inflicted on one person is one inflicted on all of us but people who live on islands real islands like taiwan and australia can sometimes feel differently we might feel that those bonds don't necessarily bind us to the rest of the world we might think we can escape the sorrows of the world at large through the sheer luck of geography it's probably a good idea for us lucky island dwellers to be grateful but also to remember the famous line later in that same john don passage quote any man's death diminishes me because i am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls it tolls for thee i'd like to thank adrian for chatting with me she's been posting a lot of pictures of her quarantine food on twitter and i have to say i like the little note she got from her hotel when they gave her a donut at the halfway point of her stay the last line on the note read the outside world is waiting for you take note australian quarantine <laughs>